Welcome back to Love, Lust, and Magic. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so excited to share today's episode with the iconic, prismatic, alchemical Gemini queen and goddess Brittany Lee. Brittany Lee is a professional tarot reader, psychic medium, indigenous activist, and all-around bad bitch. In this episode, we talk about so many beautiful things. Um, We talk about ghost sex and the ways that spirituality and sexuality overlap. We talk about grief and how grief is not something you ever master. We talk about the tarot, about Britney's time at the Playboy Mansion, about the Madonna Horror Complex, about tarot as a living force. In true Gemini fashion, we get into it and the air sign on air sign discussion is joyous, real, and if I do say so myself, inspiring. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Brittany Lee and I'll see you on the other side. Brittany Lee, I am so excited to talk to you. In true Gemini fashion, you are a multifaceted mystic and bad bitch. You're a tarot reader, a playboy bunny, a witch, an indigenous activist, and a psychic. Can you tell me about how your path with like spirituality and witchcraft kind of began and how you just expanded into this radiant being that you are today? Thank you. And thank you for having me. (laughs) And of course, I will do my best. (laughs) I'm a little fumbly over my words today, which is so odd for my Mercury being in Gemini, but you know? Oh, oh my God! So many Gemini placements. So many, but we are in Virgo season, so hopefully I can ground yeah. myself here. But yeah, um, it started in my childhood, and yeah, I've always had knowledge of the spirit realm, the paranormal, mm-hmm. psychic abilities, and gifts, even UFOs and extraterrestrials. That was just a part of my childhood, Ooh. and I was raised that way. And um, I was never, you know, told by my parents that it was, and these are air quotations you guys can't see, crazy or, you know, I was delusional and none of that. It was nurtured Mm. and nourished at a very Mm. young age. Um, I won't say that they gave me like all the tools (laughs) to navigate it, but they definitely didn't squash out that light within me. And I still thank them every day for that because they are still around and Mm. they are proud of me. And yeah, so it's been a part of me my whole life. And I will say, you know, it was a push and a pull as I got into my teenage years and even into my 20s and my 20s. I was still going to psychic mediums and reading my tarot cards for my friends that would come over and. But me, I didn't feel like I, I didn't have the confidence, you know, to like be, yeah. a, if you would have told me at 25 that in my mid thirties, I'd be a professional oracle, you know, I'd be like, what? No way. Yeah. Not me, you know, but, um, yeah, it's mm. always been a part of me and it will always be a part of me. I've tried to walk away from it and it's like, no. So yeah. it is my calling and I do have a firm belief in if it's your calling, it'll continue calling you. 
I love that. And I love to hear you like claim that because I feel the same way. Like I would never have anticipated like doing witchcraft or like writing about witchcraft or like doing this, this path for myself. Like I, I didn't anticipate it. And I really do feel like that kind of marks not like that it has to be the only way, but I do feel like when you're, when you end up, like you said, like you end up as a professional Oracle, which is the fucking coolest job title. You need that on your fucking (laughs) business card. I'm obsessed. And you are, it, it kind of just, I feel like just shows that you're doing what you're meant to do. Cause like you said, like it finds you and you can't walk away from it. And I love that your parents also raised you with this connection. I kind of had a very similar, um, background where my parents very much nurtured my spirituality they didn't really like understand the witchcraft thing it really took me until writing my first book inner witch for them to get it but they were always very supportive and um but you're like on another level with your I feel like you're so just kind of like tapped in and in tune to like other realms whether it's psychic realms or like the like paranormal or UFOs um I'm obsessed with all of that so what was like do you have kind of a first memory of like recognizing your connection to something greater like seeing something feeling something receiving a message like what was like the first time where you recognized your own magic I guess is what I'm asking my goodness well definitely in my childhood I knew you know but I guess as you're developing and growing really claiming it there was just too many synchronicities there was just too many otherworldly experiences happening in my Mm. day-to-day life that I could mm-hmm. not deny. And then if you yeah. were living with me as a roommate or a friend that hung out a lot for a long time or a boyfriend that was with me all the time, these people started seeing things too. And they're just like, whoa, you know, and some of them not yeah. very spiritual or, you know, into witchcraft or anything like that. And they were having these experiences around me. Um, but like I said, it was just so much a part of my life to the point where I was like, every house I live in is haunted. And then one day out of nowhere, I just heard a, you know, a voice through my Claire audience that was like, you're haunted. You're the one that, you know, is the beacon to the spirit realm, the oracle, the conduit, which is not surprising because, you know, I am mixed race. My father is native. My mother is Scottish on my father's side of the family. In my tribe, I am in the Beaver Creek Indians tribe based out of South Carolina. I am enrolled. The Mm. sitting chief is my grandmother's cousin. So we joke and call him cousin uncle. (laughs) But he (laughs) is alive and he is well and I am related to him. I am directly tied to the direct bloodline of my tribe. Mm. So it does Mm. come from that. I know that it does. And even though I was estranged from my biological family up until about eight years ago, I still knew I was a part of the, how do I say this? I was a part of everything around me, from nature to the weather Mm. to the sky. I always had a reverence for this. And when I was younger, before knowing like who my father was and getting into witchcraft and reading books on it when I was a teenager, I loved that aspect of witchcraft which you do find mm-hmm. in indigenous spirituality and an in indigenous witchcraft. Um, some indigenous people would not like that terminology used, but I just have to say this, and I say this on every podcast, I do not speak for all native people. I don't mm-hmm. even speak for my tribe. We are not a monolith. 
So mm-hmm. I just have to say that for the record, just to clear the air. Absolutely. Because, you know, they're not Absolutely. all like this, obviously. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, and I've always felt that was a part of me and really getting back to the roots of who I am, even my Scottish side of the family that I do not negate, just learning, you know, through my grandmother before she passed, you know, my grandmother was seeing spirits. <laughs> she was the one that told me about ghost sex. That's why I'm giggling. I'm like, she was, uh, yes, she was sex. the one. Oh, my we God. have to talk about totally. that when you're done. But Multiple podcasts that. talking about ghost sex. My <laughs> Scottish grandmother mm-hmm. taught me about that. And she would tell me stories of her grandmother telling her stories of the paranormal. And Incredible. her house, after she passed, ended up on some paranormal show, two of them now that you can see on YouTube. And, you know, her house was extremely haunted. And my mom would tell me stories and she would tell me, it was just crazy. And I would go there once a year and it's like in, you know, these cornfields in Ohio and every, it's a small town and every house is Victorian. It's just so cool. It kind of looks like Mm, Heritage Square, like here in L.A. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, it's on both sides in this long-winded Gemini way, saying this, it's on both sides of my family, and just really yeah. owning that, and just knowing who I am, and standing firm in who I am, and unwavering, too, because, you know, I am no stranger to people trying to tell me who I am all the time, Yeah, in all <laughs> walks of life, and so I think it's very important yeah. to know who you are, and... I am lucky that I know where my ancestors come from and, you know, their artifacts can be held in my hands and it's Mm. just an incredible place. Again, I feel very lucky. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I feel like, especially as like such a Gemini person, like Gemini people are so alchemical. It's not that you guys are two-faced. It's that you're able to transform, like you're like a like a prism in the light. Like there's all these different kind of refractions of the light and you can kind of adapt to whatever situation's at hand. And people think that when they're seeing this one aspect of your truth, that they're seeing the whole thing. And it's like, just because you're seeing me in this light does not mean that this is all I am. And you are such a beautiful representation of this like multifaceted and prismatic magic. And you know, when people don't understand something, they want to contain it. They want to put it in a neat and tidy container to like, be able to like logic their way through and your magic is so much greater than that and I just admire that so much and um thank you for sharing that about like your both sides of your family I feel like both the Scottish and indigenous um are they they there's both I mean like when I'm thinking of Scottish I'm thinking of kind of like you know not necessarily Celtic magic but like the magic of like that land which is so rich and so ancient just the same way that like indigenous magic is here and it's obviously very different but like you're saying like this um awareness of being in the web of the cosmic like the cause just of of goddess of the universe of nature like recognizing that you're a part of that is so beautiful and like that truly is what witchcraft is it's like being a part of something greater than yourself centering yourself in your own world but recognizing that you're part of the greater mysteries and um I love that you have a connection to both your ancestry like that's such a a beautiful way to weave magic into your life and to show reverence for the gift of life that you have and I went to school in South Carolina and spent a lot oh, of time wow. there and and in like that south I went to school in Columbia that's not so that far um, from where my I don't really? I mean I'm not well versed in South Carolina but it's Sally South yeah. Carolina and in my understanding of the I, state yeah, it's not that far beautiful. that's amazing 
I love it. The energy there is like very old. Like South Carolina, North Carolina, like those are very ancient lands. So I love that you have that, you know, that connection as well. And um, I love that your like family kind of like understood, you know, I feel like when you have these psychic gifts, if you don't have somebody around you who like gets it, it's so much more isolating. So it sounds like you had this kind of support with your grandma and your mom and like you have had these experiences that shape you was just so Thank beautiful. you, you know, and I've always had a proclivity and an interest towards the occult since I was a child mm-hmm. and always kind of considered myself if I had to identify with anything because labels were so hard for me back then and sometimes they kind of can yeah. be now, but as an occultist and then learning the chief of my tribe is a third degree mason as well as like a side note to his journey as well as an activist i'm just like i am so intrigued of course my family you know is into and some people be like well that's not the occult but i think it is and i'm not here to like you know speak for them either (laughs) masonry and being a like a leader of like a tribe that's that's the magic like that's masonry is literally that's what i think maybe not so much anymore but like literally like that it's it's that's what i thought and of course you know the pushback from people um it's just like oh whatever but absolutely you know and not to mention he's winning awards you know being given awards from the Mm. government um army you know more specifically you know it's it's just wild so i like to talk about that because well, now, you know, I was a little, yeah, like you said, putting me in that box. And sometimes, you know, I would get inside the box and I would close it. But now at this point in my life, I'm kicking it open. You know, I'm punching it open. Yeah, and I'm are. like, <laughs> you're not telling me who I am anymore. I know who I Literally. am. I feel like, you know, like I, we were talking about this before. Like I am, I'm not biracial in the same way that you are. I'm Jewish, but I did grow up you know, I did, I'm a Mexican Jew. My mom and my grandma were both born in Mexico and our, my whole maternal side is kind of like in the Mexican Jewish community. And like identity is such a beautiful thing because we're able to experience this kind of like vast array of cultures, you know, like I have like my Jewish culture as much as my Mexican culture. And sometimes it feels at odds and I feel at odds with being quote unquote Mexican. Cause I'm like Eastern European Jew and white, whatever it, what I'm trying to say in my own long Aquarius ramble is like, I feel like one of the beautiful, the most beautiful gifts we can give our ancestors, like our ancestors who fucking fought to survive and like fought for us to be here is living our truth. Yes. Like the greatest gift we can give to the universe is living a life that's aligned for who we are. That's like our own, that is ours completely. And like, it is hard and I like I you know especially as being like indigenous and biracial and like being like you know like having your sexuality as a part of like your identity and your brand and your image like I feel like all of those intersections it's like the world is rooting against you and you standing up and being like fuck y'all I'm gonna live my truth joyously magically it's gonna be hilarious it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be like for the good of all like sentient beings is such it's such a gift like your existence truly is like such a gift and you reminding us that like we can burst out of those fucking boxes whenever we want I think is just such an empowering message for people to hear thank you and you know I won't say that it doesn't look messy at times or in the past you know I was 
Yeah, and, you know, to go back to that, you know, Gemini energy, which is wild, and I always say this, we are the lover's card in tarot for a reason. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I love it. Also, Geminis are so good in bed. Yes. I'm obsessed with yes, Geminis. I love you guys. You guys are so funny, like fun, creative, <laughs> expressive, kinky. I fucking absolutely. Love it. Some of the best sex I've ever had have been with Gemini men, and I know they get oh, a yeah, bad no, rep. And down, I'm just same. like, no, two Geminis in bed together, please. Literally, oh my god, it's a foursome. It's a literal, it's an orgy Absolutely. at that point. I love it. I know I was like sleeping with this guy who's a Gemini sun and a Gemini moon. I'm like, are we having an orgy? There's like four of you here, and there's one of me. So who needs a threesome when you can fuck a Gemini? Oh my right? God, you know, right? Like, I'm a Gemini. Oh, but no. Oh no, I was just gonna say I just I am here for a Gemini day. <laughs> totally. I so much, Absolutely. So. I need a new one. Uh, but yes. I'm sending Thank you the vibes. You. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna say. Oh, the Gemini uh, placements. Gemini Sun, Gemini Mercury, Gemini Mars, and Gemini Chiron. Oh my <sighs> god. Wow. Right? And Scorpio so placements. Oh my god. Oh yeah, because you're a fellow yeah, Scorpio moon, right? You are as well. Uh, I oh love yes. That's why we're we can go to the depths, and I see that. I feel like it's like the Gemini's, like all that Gemini with the Scorpio. It's like you were able to go to the depths with like and like be in all these kind of like in all these different ways. You're able to like experience and express. Like I fucking love it. Um, I have to ask though. Can you please explain what ghost sex is? This has been on my mind since you mentioned it. Is it literally like intercourse with the spirit? Like I'm thinking, please lay it down. Well, first of all, it is not for the faint of heart, and it's not anything you should willy nilly. And yeah, it is. It's a thing. I've been on multiple podcasts talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it shows up in other cultures. I mean, sometimes you'll hear it as like what succubus, incubus. Um, mm-hmm. it's a cultural thing depending on your culture I've learned and it's not to say you can you know do it but yeah I mean my whole thing is is it's called spectrophilia or at least like you know the arousal of thinking about sex with a ghost you know I believe is spectrophilia mm-hmm. but I think that's its, its term but you know the thing is is that I don't understand where people stop with their mind where like you know people will be like oh yeah this spirit touched me like pulled on my shirt tugged at my hair threw something across the room what makes you think that they can't have sex with you like some people yeah have what you know sometimes it'll feel like a dream like you're in and out of it you're almost like half here half there mm-hmm. and this you know the dream realm but it's not always that you're asleep it's very hard to explain but I have yeah. seen and felt things. I've seen clothing move. But yeah, it's literally, I don't know. I've had other mediums say, and this is like this controversy now, and I'm sorry to bring up these other, these dualities, <laughs> these polarities. Um, I love it. Please do. True. You know, but people energy. say that you're not, you know, I saw this one medium who was getting a lot of recognition on TikTok, and she said, you know, she made a, a video that was just like, Oh, you know, you know, you're not a true medium or a real feeler of energy if you believe in ghost sex. And I was just like, okay, but you're a white lady and there's nothing wrong with that. But you don't know about other cultures and you don't know other, you know, and it literally is a thing. So 
Um, yeah. It happens. Some people call it, you know, a sex dream or a wet dream. Or I've told my story, and it's had people open up and talk about experiences that they've had. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a part of my existence and why I am here is yeah. to speak my truth and to Absolutely. speak my experiences, and then have people be like, you know what? I had that weird thing happen. Um, mm-hmm. I was on Brittany Furlan's podcast before it went off air. Worst first, we talked about it. And in the middle of me telling the story to Brittany Furlan, she was like, oh, my God, I had this experience in this hotel room. Oh my, And, you know, her husband obviously knew about it. And they just couldn't make out what happened. And she, they kind of just kept it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it happens to more people than you think. But, yeah, it can feel like a wet dream. You can actively engage in it if you want to, but like read up on it, mm-hmm. do research, just like you wouldn't sit down and do a ritual as a witch without, you know, reading about it and being Absolutely. grounded in all the things. And honestly, I haven't participated in it in years because it just, I don't know, sometimes I get clingy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't love I me love anymore it. in the spirit realm. And Gabby, I, <laughs> totally. And I've been in spaces where you know people with phds and they're like they kind of just looked at me like yeah have you ever been to a ghost wedding like what's yes Uh, and then that story about the woman who married the ghost pirate and then or whatever and then they got a divorce during covid and i'm yeah it's a whole there's a whole world of this and my whole thing is is you know where do you as somebody that is a medium or somebody that feels energy or you know intuitive where do you i mean i don't know where there's a threshold you know where it's like people don't think certain things exist and yeah anyway so i know how it sounds i i've I've read all the shit about me online um but it's real (laughs) no i mean i'm even just thinking about how in like you know like the hebrew tradition slash like in like some mesopotamian lore like the idea of lilith lilith was a succubus like she was adam's first wife she was exiled because she was like bitch i don't want to be under you during missionary like fuck that um she said the name of god she flew to the red sea and then she had like legions of like babies and part of the way she would do that was by like copulating with men at night when they had like like copulating with men and they would have like premature or not premature ejaculations but like you know they would they would come like how men do when they sleep sometimes and then she would get impregnated and have like demon babies quote unquote so it's like it's not new right. you know and like even in some high up like um vajrayana tantric uh buddhist traditions like there are meditations where you visualize yourself having sex with gods and goddesses like it's not it really and even in like ceremonial magic and in some like um magic where you're working with spirits you can like you can copulate with demons or copulate with spirits as a way of like working with their energy like it really it, people like are so weirded out by shit and i think it's also like you can take everything to an extreme you can take everything into an, a realm of escapism Absolutely. you know what i mean whether it's whether it's health like working out or having sex with ghosts like everything like it, you know everything has its extreme so it's like chill out babe like who are you to judge it's fucking real and um yeah I love that you share your experiences and I totally feel like yeah you being honest and authentic 
gives other per- people permission to do the same. So keep fucking sharing your story because you. we love and it. And I will. We, I mean, I won't it. shut up until I'm dead, and even then, I'll come back. Literally, and I'll be all up in your ear. I'm the one that you're gonna have to fear when I'm in the spirit realm, bitch. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) you're gonna be the ghost that's having sex with old lovers, being like, "Sorry, babe, I just missed your dick too much." Oh my, totally. Like it's so (laughs) wild. But yeah, thank you for sharing that too, because it it needed to be said, you know. And there's other. I mean, it's not entirely this, but dear lady and indigenous culture, you know, like the read up on that. Watch Reservation Dogs. They just made an episode about it and they're last, you know, the last season. And, you know, there's it's another cultures, too, where they talk about incubus and succubus Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, and again, you know, indigenous spirituality too. People, it. I mean, this might be a nice segue, if you will, into this because it's wild that a lot of new age spirituality is just the indigenous spirituality, parts of it, you know? Literally. And it's like, yeah. and nobody talks about that, you know, where the roots come from. Or like, for an example, with astrology, yeah. like I'm seeing a lot of... You know, dating men my age and younger and some older, like they don't believe in astrology. And I I take offense to that because it's a part Mm -hmm. of my culture. Indigenous people were using astrology since the beginning of time. And Mm -hmm. it's just very frustrating to watch people shit on my people's culture. And it's, you know, and it it all falls under that vein of, like, not understanding. And, you know, I'm also a medium who doesn't believe in sending spirits to the light. Or in my medium sessions, I say, I'm not here to give you closure. I'm here to give you comfort and to be Mm. a voice for the spirit realm. And then yesterday, after a meditation a spirit came through and said, you're the cheerleader for the spirit realm. We thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. You are. You are. You are like, again, Gemini, multifaceted magic. You're able to speak on so many different planes and in so many different ways. And um, I love that. I love that you have that uh, kind of perspective with mediumship. It's not something that I've heard before. I'd love to just hear a little bit about like how you, why you decided or how it came to be that that was kind of the, the way that you do your sessions. Like you're just being open and, you know, giving light to these people's voices or these spirits voices instead of kind of helping them find closure. Was that something that came to you naturally or was it kind of like a decision that you made? Like how did your own practice with mediumship evolve into what it is now? I believe it came to me naturally. You know, I've been reading books on the paranormal and ghost stories and spirit stories, all the things since I was a kid. I was fascinated with it. And even as a child, it didn't resonate to me to send a spirit to the light. I think a lot of that is rooted Mm. in religious indoctrination, in my opinion, you know, Um, not here to poo-poo on another medium that does that but i don't believe mm-hmm. and also my experience because i am no stranger to losing people i lost people in my family very yeah. young i lost friends very young i still lose for i still have friends pass away i was just at a memorial on in october of last year um 
and you know sitting with that because I'm not afraid of death and sitting with it and sitting with it on overtime and then doing medium readings I've you know, I'm almost in my seventh year of my practice and wow. yeah, just, you know, and I'm doing it a lot. Like it's my sole source of income, you know, most of my income and it's just like, I'm always in session and mm-hmm. yeah, just learning that there is no closure in my opinion around grief. Grief mm. is not something you yeah. master and it'll, mm. you know, it gets better. It's, and it, yeah. you know, I see it as something that like ebbs and it flows and, it gets better throughout time, but there's never the closure that, I don't know, I, I don't, I've never subscribed to that. Like, even watching, like, those shows growing up with, like, Sylvia Brown and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just, no, no shade to Sylvia Brown or anybody that I'm talking about. I just use them as references, but it's just, like, I just, it never resonated with me because I'm like, well, what yeah. is the light, you know? And there's a long time ago I read yeah. a spiritual book. I'm spacing on the name of it, but... I remember them saying, like, whatever you do, don't go to the light because you'll reincarnate. You know, whether or not that was a bunch of, like, you know, yeah, poppycock or whatever, I still, it stays in my mind. It stayed with me. And, yeah. you know, I read for a group of women who lost their husbands. They were in a grief circle, mm-hmm. and then they ended up, like, in a space of, like, you know, going to mediums, and they ended up in my spiritual Facebook group. And they have come to me. I'm the only medium they've said that will channel their husbands for them and not try to have them move on. And Mm. I don't necessarily, how do I say this? Like, I, I chant, it's not that I don't want somebody to move on necessarily, but I'm not going to push that. I'm not going to enforce that. I'm not going to like, yeah beat somebody over the head with that like there are people Mm. that have those relationships again going back to what you were talking about earlier from beyond if they want to be married still to their husband in the spirit realm who am i to say you must move on i honestly have never channeled um in these particular instances i've never heard or channeled let go and some of the readings, absolutely, mm. like, letting go of certain things, but, like, not letting go of, of the course. spirit themselves. And I'm also one of those people that don't think spirits get stuck or anything. And, again, that's a part of that going to the light. I believe, and people are like, oh, well, you know, why do spirits want to hit, you know, always be on Earth? or what? It, Earth is beautiful if you yeah. not look at what humanity has done to dis- destruct. I mean, this is a beautiful blue orb floating in space. It's so gorgeous we're so lucky to be here and i'm so grateful she's gonna be here even absolutely when because she has thumped off humans before and will do it again you exactly. do not disrespect mother nature <laughs> and so yes. why wouldn't spirits be attracted to earth and their loved yeah. ones and they're not stuck they're you know they have access to that so i don't know if that mm. answered the question but it's just again in my own observation and all the reading I've done, all the studying, all the mentorships, and then my own personal practice. I have just yeah. learned that you know, no spirit has ever. I've never channeled a spirit that said they were stuck. Now, have I cha- channeled oh, a spirit that said, "Man, I can't let some of this shit go." You know, some things that happened with this person, or somebody took this object from my house and I didn't want them to, or, yeah, absolutely, spirits can get, like, you know, they can still be attached to certain things, but just, like, here on planet Earth, 
we have these negative energies, these spirits in these bodies, just like we have negative spirits outside of the body. That's why you get in these spaces. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I've gone to places to cleanse where there's a lot of activity and these spirits just want somebody to talk to them. So I just sit there and let them vent and air out their grievances. And then, yeah. So I don't know. Can that give people closure? Sure. But I'm not here to do that. You know, again, I'm here to just channel your messages, take it as you will. And if it gives you closure, absolutely, that's amazing. But if it doesn't, that's also okay, too, because I don't believe it's always supposed to be for that, if that makes any sense, if I'm making sense. No, it totally makes sense. I feel like what I'm what I'm receiving from that is like you come to it, you come to it from such a space, such a place of compassion and understanding. And it's like again, like you said, you're not forcing your agenda. You're just allowing the spirits to show up and trust that they will do what's best for them at the time that's best for them, and to just love them. And I, what I was kind of thinking, it's like like you were saying, like your own spirituality both you know with your indigenous side and with your scottish side but most i feel like this was kind of connected to what you're talking about with like your indigenous um you know magic and connection to that is like you're a part of the universe you're a part of nature you're a part of something bigger than yourself even when you're alive so it's like when you become a spirit it's not like you have to go anywhere else you're already kind of one with with what is with nature and with the universe and it's like you'll move to where you need to be on your own timeline and I love it's like you're your it sounds like to me like your your sessions offer spirits free will and sovereignty and you just allow them to be on their own path at their own time instead of like rushing them because it's you think you think that that's what's best for them it's really Thank beautiful you. oh my gosh I love Aquarius energy thank you that's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, you said it. It's really beautiful. Like, I really do feel like that. It's like you're creating the sacred container for spirit to show up. And you're just holding the space. Like, as cheesy as that phrase is, you really are. You're holding the space for them and for the their loved ones without any notion of what should be done. It's really a, a really profound kind of experience and I love that you in that it allows the people who are communicating with their loved ones to still remain close to them without feeling like they have to go through another round of grief absolutely and I do feel like there's a balance with the ego that comes to this work and you know again being in this field and seeing some of my colleagues some of them are in their ego and definitely this was never supposed to it's the antithesis of spirituality in my opinion it wasn't supposed to put you more into your ego i don't also i don't believe in ego death either i'm not one of those spiritualists no i don't use that terminology because our ego is there for a reason but balance just like we were talking about early balance with everything discernment and balance because you can get too much into like using divination all the time and not listening to your intuition Mm -hmm. and i've had people push back on that they're like well what if my intuition told me to use divination every day well in my practices and understanding and mentorship i was told you were not supposed to use it every single day for every pressing question of your life no exactly it's like um, looking outside yourself all the time i mean yeah exactly and i feel like 
you know, I recognize this about my own magic. It's a form of like trying to have control with the unknown. We are trying to understand and make sense of life, which at the end of the day is going to do whatever it wants to do outside of what we can control it with. And like, yeah, you know, if you're turning like tools are just tools like our our tarot decks, our pendulums, our candles, they're ways for us to focus our energy. But like you could do a medium reading without anything. Like people, the the tarot or whatever the divination tool is, it's supposed to help you understand the language of your own intuition. You should just be able to listen to yourself at the end of the day, you know? Like you don't need a million tools to be a witch. It's something I've been thinking about a lot and having to remind myself that it's like your heart, your breath, your 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 mind and your connection to something greater like those are the tools and I also have been thinking a lot about you know how if your magic isn't making you a more compassionate person if it's not making you a less judgmental person if it's not making you quote-unquote like grow and evolve and become a better person then what's the point like I'm not trying to be more mystical and spiritual and then use that to judge other people and be like oh well you're not magical or you don't practice magic so I'm better than you like again like you said like it kind of goes against you know like the whole point of it and like our egos are keeping us safe like having our having an awareness of ourself and our identity is necessary when we're living in this culture in the 21st century in a hyper individualized you know you know world west whatever you want it so yeah I feel like you know for me like ego death is kind of like releasing one version of myself but it's like I'm always going to be me even you know like there's always going to be an I even if I'm aware that the I is a part of something greater than just the the eyes so i love that totally and you know and i'm mindful too like what people mean when they say that i just it always just made me feel like just a little it made made me pause when i when i read that because i'm just like it doesn't die you can't kill it i think of it like a a snake shedding its skin you know the transformation the snake's not dead but you do see the skin and it looks like the snake like you know i grew up in florida so we used to find them in our backyard and i would you know come up on it and i'm like oh my god is this a snake oh it's just skin you know (laughs) because it leaves it Mm -hmm. intact right behind like right but anyway so Yeah. yeah and i'm mindful too like i won't come down on people for using such things you know i'm i'm yeah of course tools are so helpful they help us they help us focus I think it's just getting you know they're especially when you're starting it can be like oh I want all of the things and it's like you don't need all the things you are already a witch you are already magical you're already spiritual it's like these are tools to help they are not the magic themselves your magic is the flame that lights these tools up and it, it's you know like it was just more of a comment on like if you're using divination every day like maybe just try listening to yourself and using the divination of your intuition to kind of guide you instead of relying on something exactly. external exactly exactly yeah um well i would love to talk to you about psychic hygiene and like how to take care of yourself and protect yourself and would love to just start that with any of your own favorite kind of like rituals or practices that may be used like before or after a session or just like whenever you want to make sure that you're taking care of your energy oh this is so important discipline it's so important psychic dude. hygiene yes is so important yes. and if you fall out of it it happens but be mindful mm-hmm. that <laughs> you need to do it <laughs> everybody's got their own way and i always think you know whatever works best for you this is not a one-size-fits-all 
Um, boundaries for me, first and foremost, was the first thing I heard when you asked that question. And mm, having absolutely. those energetic boundaries with day-to-day life, you know, it doesn't, it's not just when you're yeah. in and out of practice, um, is very helpful. I do a lot of visualization. I get a lot of visions anyway. Mm-hmm. Visualization helps me throughout my whole entire day. Um, it's the least I can do is what I feel like, you know, I close my eyes, I visualize myself in a golden bubble or a blue bubble or a white bubble or a pink bubble, whatever the color I'm feeling that day. And I know that sounds a little cheesy, but it does help me if I don't have time to do anything else. I'm just like, take three deep breaths and I just imagine that bubble Mm. and I'm like, okay, I gotta go take on the world. I always have some form of like an evil eye or tourmaline on my body at all times. Like, I never go out without it. Um, Before sessions, I listen to, and I've been doing this a lot more lately, I'm listening to white noise or brown noise just Mm. to like, you know, tap in, just get myself just in the moment, very grounded. Sometimes, you know, if the weather permits, I go outside and I ground on earth, bare feet on earth. Sometimes I'll hug a tree just to like feel more mm. centered. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, before session, I'm in this brown noise, white noise, just something that doesn't have lyrics in it for me. Or I listen to, you know, mm-hmm. drumming from powwow music. Again, no lyrics. I just don't want to have the lyrics in my head. I just want to be clear. And I make sure mm-hmm. that I'm mind, body, soul connected before I go into sessions. And mm-hmm. yes, there is a clause when you sign up to do a reading with me. I put in a clause saying, I might have to reschedule on you. And I'm so sorry. I will offer the refund if it's annoying. But like, if I'm having a bad day energetically, or if I'm just not as mind, body, soul connected, I do not do divination. That's just a part of my practice. Yep. I use a lot of salt, a lot of sea salt. Even today, mm. I sprinkled a little salt around my apartment because I, I'm getting the trolls again online. Um, and so I'm just like, okay, you know, and then I get into a shower or a bath at the end of my day and I have that sea salt or Himalayan salt or some form of salt in there. And I try to get the bottoms of my feet. I definitely Ooh, I use sweet grass and Palo Santo every day i used it today to just like you know again ground i hope this is helpful because these are like i don't know some of my grounding tips talking about you're like here's ways to shield here's simple ways to cleanse your home here are some crystals you can use no you like hit all of the things that i do my own practice that i feel like i recommend like shielding is so important and i love that you brought up working with like the sphere protection it's what i call it like which is circle the bubble like the different colors is so helpful because it's it can kind of reflect on like what you need and i feel like if you're like when I'm like really like I need to wear all black I don't want people to look at me I visualize like or if I really need protection I'll visualize like a mirrored sphere like around me that just like I just see like the energy just like reflecting off back to universe and even just the visualization of like a giant mirrored sphere around me I'm like it feels like an art installation like I just love that but like I'll visualize sometimes kind of like almost like an opal or like a moonstone like kind of holographic or like 
opalescent like white bubble or like a pink bubble like you said like those spheres especially when you're out and about like really really helpful or if you're like in a space where there's a lot of energy a lot of people I love salt like you mentioned it's such a versatile tool and I haven't even thought about like literally having it just using like salt as a scrub in yeah, the shower I have it's it in a scrub so and I, genius. I love it and I it just works for me and I love to get the bottoms of my feet palms of my hand and the top of my I was gonna say that too yes absolutely like those energy centers like top of head palms bottom of the feet and then even like also I feel like when I'm using if I'm like using a protection oil or if I'm using palo santo or like selenite or black tourmaline like the back of the neck too because like I feel like we receive kind of so many psychic uh good reminder yeah such an important place like all of those things are my favorite and I really feel like if there's like one thing that you could do every day like if I'm gonna suggest like a daily ritual for somebody like if you don't have a lot of time doing some kind of psychic hygiene using a selenite wand and sweeping it over your body or like you said like palo santo black tourmaline like maybe some like protection oil like visualization like visualization like these are such simple things but it really it's like when you're doing it every day like it it makes a difference and I feel like especially if you're somebody like like you like you are literally in contact with the spirit spirit realm (laughs) spirit realm like (laughs) having that that's so important and I um no you you sharing that is perfect and I really really appreciate you giving us so many um suggestions for sure oh one more before i forget i've been doing this a lot more in the past year where at night i always did something at night but now i call Mm -hmm. back all of my energy from all Mm -hmm. timelines Mm -hmm. dimensions spaces places Mm -hmm. people if it's intentional or not like i call it all back i call back all my energy and so you you know it's discipline all of these things even down to your rituals is discipline and another thing that I think is very important with witchcraft and all of it is remain teachable. Because once you start thinking that you know everything, you know you're not everything. learning anything yeah. new. And that's the thing. I don't like when people, and they say it, and maybe they're just being silly, but they'll be like, oh, you're the the master of tarot, and you're the... I don't like words like that, you know, because I'm not. Yeah. I haven't mastered tarot. Nobody will. And I I can live 200 years and you still can't master tarot. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. always learning something new about tarot, you know, every day. So I think that's important, too. Mm. Oh, well, okay. I'm going to go in chronological order because I want to address all of these things. I love that ritual at night specifically. That's so beautiful. Like calling back your power. I do that. I do that like all I sweep my body with selenite then I sweep my body with black tourmaline then I sweep my body with palo santo and then I literally like I almost like I'm pulling a rope in I do that until like my solar plexus and then I'll call back like I call back all my energy all energy that has been taken that has been leaked all energy that belongs to me I call back my power I call back my magic and I love that you mentioned calling it back from all timelines all dimensions um, intentional and not like I think that just adds another kind of level of reclaiming our power it's so beautiful and I think that yeah like doing that at night is a really kind of good way to like go to sleep protected and connected so thank you for sharing that super simple ritual and I love that idea of like remaining teachable because I feel the same like I really kind of struggle with the label of 
teacher because I'm like, I'm a student. The more I learn about this shit, the more I realize I don't know a thing. <laughs> I'm like, there is so much. And I think that also just, that's why you're such a good, like that is why you're such a good reader because you are, you recognize the wisdom of the tarot and you are always willing to like receive it like the tarot really is its own spirit you know like Crowley there's like a specific name I think I don't remember what the name is but like he had a spirit for like, like a name for this the deck and I just love this idea of like being in like reciprocity with the tarot like and with magic and always being willing to like learn and grow because yeah it's like as soon as you think you know everything then it's like what's the point we're all eternal students and I feel like the best teachers kind of have that perspective of like being willing to learn even from the people that are quote-unquote your students like it is a kind of like figure eight of knowledge and of wisdom absolutely and you just taught me something I just learned something new I didn't know that Crowley had a name for the spirit of the tarot deck yeah I'll have to look it up and like I'll text you but it's like HRU like there was some kind of like letters and he would kind of like call upon it before he did readings if I'm correct but I know that there is like a a name for the spirit which is so cool I mean it's like it I have always felt like the tarot feels like a living force you know even if it's just an as an egregore because so many people have studied with it connected with it like it is a living spirit and I love that you feel that absolutely that's why I'm like whoa I need to know more because of course I'll knock on the deck three times and I say like I'm Mm -hmm. knocking on the door of the spirit of tarot which again even saying that I'm like ah you know I've seen it in colors and kind of like an entity but not not fully not a full picture of it but also I'm like it's always tucked in its box and it's wrapped in its silk and it's and I put it away and I cleanse my decks at the end of each of my day and then every Mm. week I at least go through each 78 cards and individually cleanse them because I love I'm that. just like I love- and I give them all the attention you know and yeah. be like all right let's move the energy yeah. but that's amazing thank you for I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that I'm I'm trying to look for it now just talking about the Thoth deck but I'll ask I'm seeing um one of my teachers tonight so I'll, I'll ask her but I love how much reverence you have for the tarot like that's really beautiful and like that I just feel like that's a reflection of like your own connection and how like having that mutual respect is just gonna make the reading so much better and like I'm personally getting a reading from you tomorrow I'm so excited but everybody I know who's gotten a reading from you is just like amazed (laughs) so um it comes through you know and I would love to know what deck you read with right or which deck that's my go-to because I love Pamela Cole Smith I think oh she's amazing Wait, I just said her name wrong. But you know what I meant. Pamela. <laughs> yeah, Pamela yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith. No, you were like I know. I was three like, where, where, where did my head perfect. go? Um, but I do love her. And <laughs> I, I love the cards because, you know, they remind me so much of so many different things. I could be here all night talking yeah. your ear off. But they they weave and they move and they do these mm-hmm. things where it's almost like uh, the only way I can really describe it is like when you stand before a, a picture and it's a little eerie and you're like oh the eyes are following me or then like suddenly you noticed mm-hmm. a person was there when they weren't painted into the picture before and it's like that's what I love about Rider Way. I see some novices calling it you know the the beginner's deck and I don't find anything no. beginner about it because it is very no. complex and mm-hmm. I learn something new about it all the time 
I yeah. only have one other deck that I got in Salem, but I don't use it in every every reading. That is another interpretation of Rider Waite, but I don't like other interpretations of Rider Waite. I like the OG deck. I do incorporate I about five Oracle decks into my tarot readings. Love, love. But yeah, it's tarot. That deck is Rider Waite forever, I think, until I die. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like, so in, like, do you have like a specific like do you like like the bright color yes. rider weights you like i love muted? the bright colors it's, yeah the bright colors are colors so are so good. important in witchcraft and mm-hmm. in really? a, a lot of other things too but yeah witchcraft so i think that's very very important and then also you know in our chakra system and it's yeah there's so many layers so and many. levels and so many work, ways to work with i like the bright colors magic absolutely color. so that's an that's a facet of why i like it so no yeah when i see i love like you know the black and gold decks and like you know all the pretty there's so many pretty interpretations of it but nah not a fan every day for it for me i can have I it for my it. own personal use here and there but yeah right away yeah I understand. I feel like the because the rider weight is so pictorial, like you can kind of get an idea of the energy just by seeing what's happening on the card. But it is a her I mean, it was created by, you know, Pamela Coleman Smith was a student of the Golden yes. Dawn, which was like a hermetic, uh Kabbalistic hermetic society. Like there is so much symbolism in the deck. Like there is so much symbolism in the rider weight. Like it really is especially when you start getting into like each like the astrological correspondence of each card the elemental correspondence of each card the like the planetary like there is so many layers and nuances so I totally understand that and I love that you just yeah you're a loyal bitch I am I and I do feel her spirit around not that I've ever channeled her that I know of like properly but I definitely feel her spirit when I use it yeah yeah definitely um, what is your favorite Oracle deck that you use with your tarot deck? Native American or Oracle. Yes, that's one of my oh, favorites. Incredible. Of course, Sacred Symbols by Marcella Kroll is now. Mm, I love love Marcella with my whole heart and soul. Shout out to Marcella. Oh, shout out Marcella. I'll have yes, here you should. Um, totally. Definitely. I do use Angel Answers by Kukaduke. <laughs> Doreen Virtue. Ooh. Oh yeah, I love oh her. Oh so my gosh, she I mean, is so wacky now. How so funny! Ever. I know. I'm like whatever. Her deck. Oh, yes, are so I good. love Angel Answers. Um, and the Romance Oracle of hers are my two favorite. Ooh, is that the Angel yes, Romance? Yes, it's or the it Angel Romance. I have that one. Tell, isn't so that good. one? That one will lead you to filth. I love when I bust it out I at sessions it. and people are like, "Oh, that sounds nice," and I'm like, "But it's not." <laughs> That oracle deck will lead you to filth, just like tarot will. It sounds nice in theory. So, yeah, those are my go-tos with that. But if I only had to grab two decks, it would be my Rider Waite deck and my Native American oracle deck. I love that. I love that. Um, Do you have a favorite tarot card? It's hard and it changes. Of course it changes. I'm a Gemini. Yeah, what's... Right now, right now, the right star now, today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Aquarius ass is like, yes, baby. It's such a right? beautiful card, and I love. I love, she's I love the Nike cards. Nike. I think that that's also, you know, a part of how I incorporate, you know, sexuality and body positivity yeah. um, and readings. But yeah, the star card is calling to me a lot lately, and 
I, I always that. will forever love the sun card. I giggle every time that card oh, comes out. So gorgeous. You know? And so people, you know, so it's so interesting in readings because they'll hang on to every inflection in my voice and every like eye movement. And I'm just like, well, that card comes like, what's so funny? What's so funny? And I'm like, it's the sun card. It's the happiest fucking card in the deck. Like, yeah, it's joyous. It's celebratory. It's rebirth. It's warmth. It's like everything you would. It's just it's a hug from totally. the cosmos. I don't know, like if you've ever done it. this, but if you ever want to like call on an energy to embody, like in the astral mm. when you're you know dreaming or in your day to day, I sleep with a card underneath my pillow. <gasps> Love that. I haven't really done that, and I I'm gonna. I'm yeah, definitely try gonna try. It. I'm definitely gonna do that. I love that. Um, okay, well, you just mentioned sexuality, and I feel like I would love to pivot to talk to you about sex and Playboy <laughs> and being embodied. And one of the reasons I have, I don't know, felt such a resonance with you and so inspired by you is because, like, again, you are cannot be pinned into a box, and you own your sexuality and your sexual expression alongside your deep and profound devotion and discipline to magic and to the occult and to your spirituality and like as somebody that really kind of lives in that same way like I just admire you so much and I just I know that you have kind of this like really intense and beautiful history with owning your sexual expression not to like never trying to put words in your mouth but like I do know that you have a history with Playboy and that there was you know ups and downs with that and you still choose to be all of who you are which is this like incredible fucking sex (laughs) witch so I guess my first question is how did you recognize or was there a moment when you kind of started weaving your sexuality and your spirituality or was it just kind of like these two truths these two rivers kind of always existing alongside each other like how did you become the playboy bunny Brittany lee uh tarot reader oracle that you are now like what were those what was that kind of evolution like i believe that our sexuality is our life force they go hand in mm-hmm. hand <laughs> yes, yes it Say is it louder a, you know you're connect, if you're connected to all around you you're connected to your sensuality and yes you know i i love playboy i found a playboy in the garage like some of these stories we all have you know that was tucked away behind some toolboxes shout out dad and you know i love the pictures of the women i mean being a young girl i'm like Mm -hmm. oh i want to i want to be that you know i want to i love the articles too honestly i did because i'm a writer and i well, you know, I'm a whatever, I write every day, but not professional writer, but I love to write. You're a writer. I write all the time. And it's like I love the combination of the two of them and then how revolutionary yeah. it was because I was reading about gay rights and activism and hmm. all these things. My and while I was looking at titties and I was just like, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And then um I you know is even writing as a teenager erotic like short stories because i was inspired by playboy also found a hustler and so i was just like writing my own stories even though i'd never experienced any of those things and then i started exploring my sexuality as i was you know getting older and an adult and which is wild because i wasn't even somebody that had sex in high school like not that i'm judging that but i Same. was didn't even have my first kiss so i was like 18 years old 
<laughs> really? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Mine was like, my first kiss was at 18, but it was like in a hot tub with like pop punk dudes and I was skinny dipping. Like I went kind of zero to 100 really fast, but I didn't have a dick inside me until I was like 21. I love like, it. And I was still a slut. Totally. You know what I mean? It's an like, energy. I, so it's, <laughs> exactly. So I love hearing that you were on the, you like had kind of similar experience. Okay. So first kiss at 18, you were kind of like on your, in your own timeline as you should Absolutely. be. Absolutely. And you know, and just years later, I'm moving to Los Angeles. I got invited to a Playboy Mansion party in my first ah. year of being here. Mm-hmm. And I go, and it's all on from there. So I've always yeah. wanted to be, as long as I can remember, a Playboy bunny. And oh, I... Yeah you know got involved in 2011 so that was a different era and as we all know since that documentary came out definitely there was a lot of abuse going on those women aren't lying I personally for the record because I get asked often I was not abused by Hef I was always in spaces with him where he respected me and that does not take away from the people that because I mm-hmm. can't believe those things can coexist together mm-hmm. so I was abused at the Playboy Mansion multiple times um, by multiple men one of those men is now in prison for life and Good. yeah so I just wanted to get that out of the way because yeah. that Thank did you. happen and yeah. You know, I did blame myself because I got in my mm. my head about it. I had enough people around me yeah. telling me, well, you're walking around half naked. You're walking around naked. Ugh. What do you expect? There's going to be a pinch. There's going to be a, a slap. There's going to be a grab. Um, no, I can walk out naked right now. And it, my body is mm-hmm. mine. Yes. Like, you don't yes, get to yes, touch yes, it just yes, because yes. you like it. Because you're aroused exactly. by it. Like. So, yeah, you know, I I think a lot of me was taking back my power because I was being abused mm-hmm. in spaces that I worked what felt like forever to get into. And I went through so much shit yeah. to get there. And people thought I was cool because, you know, I was on the secretary's list and I'd be at the mansion, you know, on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. And I had access. I'd be with the animals. I would be jumping on the trampoline. He got mm-hmm. us a trampoline because we want to jump on trampoline on Sunday afternoon and he got it for us you know and it was like all these yeah. these things and everybody thought I was just living this luxurious life and a lot of times I went up there because I was so dirt poor that I couldn't afford to eat so they would feed me or I couldn't afford a gym membership yeah. so I'd use the gym I, I just that juxtaposition of life where it was like yeah. I was broke living in little Armenia but you know, head into the Playboy Mansion so I could get fed and, you know, work out and play with the mm-hmm. animals. The animals were by far my mm. favorite at the Playboy Mansion. Um, and I, I know somebody now that is the zookeeper and one of the, <laughs> the, the monkeys paint. And they have a painting Aww. for me right now that the monkeys painted Shut on my birthday. Up. Tell me that's not beautiful. And best believe I'm going to frame it and keep it for the rest of my life because those monkeys got me through some of the hardest fucking times in my life. Um, But yeah, you know, and all the stories, I did meet great people there. They weren't all predators. And it was a part of me at that point. And then, you know, I 
yeah. was hosting shows on Playboy television, topless, and teaching women how to give blowjobs, and then going on Playboy radio and telling my sex stories with, you know, a narrator that's, like, making these little sounds and, it, you know, whatever. And it's just, like, so funny. I, I was so in my, tw- I was in my 20s, and I gave no fucks. I sometimes pull energy from my 20-something self because she was a bad Mm. bitch. She would do it all in, like, I love what I'm talking about. Like, it's not me. I would do it all in, like, five-inch to seven-inch stiletto platforms. Mm -hmm. You know, men would give me their credit cards. They'd give me their cars. They'd Mm -hmm. give me their homes. They'd give me marriage proposals. And I was like, fuck all of you. I'm going to take this. I'm going to do what I want to do. Because I was sick and fucking tired of the bullshit, which is still prevalent in our society now with everything yeah. but especially with like dating um and being taken yeah. seriously because don't get me started on madonna whore complexes <sighs> oof, oof oof and i still get I it now because i'm still a bunny and i'm still active yeah. on playboy um dot com which i know you're a part of as well yeah. and yeah, it's a new yeah. entity it's not the hef era um, and I'm nope. tired of, you know, whoever's listening to this, stop asking Playboy bunnies to, you know, speak up about other people's abusive experiences. That's whack. Like, you don't just yeah. bring up trauma. And I'm, I have particular trauma. So when people comment on my post being like, well, what about the documentary? What are your thoughts? I don't have to give thoughts all the time on these things. I nope. already said what I have to say about it. And it's not run by Huff. Um, there was a gap in my years too. People started asking me, why aren't you at the mansion anymore? And I just couldn't tell them. I couldn't tell them. I couldn't take it anymore. You know, I was afraid. And you know, there were, uh, we're not talking about 2011 Playboy era. This is 2023. And, um, I have full autonomy on a site that, you know, is a subscription based site that was, really started by cardi b she wanted to give us yeah yeah she's a bad bitch i love cardi b um me too i love her and yeah anyway so it's not the same and it's run differently and you know i am somebody that is outed a celebrity abuser i have no problem outing people (laughs) like please so just don't even get me started on that but yeah anyway (laughs) i go i digress so yeah it's always to me it's one of the same a lot of times some of my favorite practitioners and one of my mentors being trap witch shout out to tatiana Mm. she has said it way better than i could ever have um a lot of your favorite practitioners were former sex workers or are or or sex sex workers workers, currently yeah yeah exactly and so yeah that's why she was one of the first people i've ever really saw say that on the internet and say it boldly she's a former sex worker she's not doing that but you know she's still well aware that you could yeah. still be a sex worker and be spiritual as well. And it is this, it's not shocking. You know, if you look at no. my professions from being an actress to a model, even before my LA years, I was a professional makeup artist for Chanel. These are all oh my yeah, God, healing. Up, uh. Yes. It's also like when people are like, you look so much younger than you. I'm like, please. I started on a Chanel skin, like 10 step skincare routine when I was like 20 years old. And also invest in your skincare and do your damn skincare yeah. because, yeah, oh, every day it's magic. It's, it's a ritual. It's <laughs> Venus devotion. It's a ritual to the goddess. It's a ritual to the divine. So. Absolutely, and it will work in your favor. And definitely, we could talk about definitely. you know glamour magic. But anyway, yeah, it's one and the same. And so yeah, I've been a part of Playboy mostly. Again, there was a gap. 
from 2011 yeah. and now working with them again and, you know, talking to the vice president and my DMs on and off. And she actually thanked me for being me recently. Aww. And I was like, Aww. you know what? I love and that. Another bad bitch recognizing a bad bitch. Yes. yes. I'm <laughs> so glad you were able to also receive that, you know, be like, you're right. I am grateful. I got to be myself like and who I am is amazing. Totally. And I do believe, you know, it is your, you know, birthright. We are sexual mm. beings. That's what we're yep. here to do. Yep. Literally. Um, yeah. um, I definitely feel that I feel like we're the divine incarnate to have like a human experience because spirit god goddess the cosmic the numinous like those beings and those energies don't have physical bodies so like when we indulge in pleasure when we have sex when we eat delicious food when we feel the sun on our skin and we take that in as almost an offering to like the most high our highest self like we are literally fulfilling our karmic destiny i feel like in a way of like having physical experiences so the divine can understand what that's like because it's a fucking gift to be human like there's so many species in this world and we got to be human so i i just like love that you reminded that of us of absolutely that. it is your birthright and, <laughs> yeah it's our birthright to feel pleasure and i also just want to take a moment to thank you and acknowledge like the vulnerability that it takes to you know be like yeah I experienced abuse and it was horrible and it was not okay and also want to say that you know I don't believe in fucking prisons I wish that we didn't have to fucking lock people up I'm anti you know I'm an abolitionist and also somebody who's an abuser deserves to be kept away from humanity locked somewhere so you know like until we have um, a better kind of system of like helping people and helping people like through the process of accountability and stuff like fucking lock abusers up and rapists up like they deserve to rot and die I'm so um just wanted to shout that out I'm not here for just locking up random no. people but I'm here for holding people accountable and that those men can literally choke on a dick and absolutely. whatever um absolutely and i love that yeah what you said like these two truths can coexist at once and you're the only person that gets to decide what is aligned with you and like i have seen like i feel like your presence again you owning every part of who you are and like you posting like incredible like really wise deep posts and then posting like fucking hot photos with like your titties out like In the next post it's just so I beautiful know. And I, I love it I love you. us I love being a sacred <laughs> slut I love being in this era of like spiritual women who are rejecting the idea that if you're sexual then you're not spiritual and if you're spiritual you can't be sexual like don't come over here with this Christian not like christian puritanical yes. bullshit like it's just i'm Same. so over and you it. see it in our date uh, you know our day-to-day -day dating life too where oh my i God, mean these yeah. men all you know have got a side bitch it's like why why can't you be married and be with or you know if you're not wanting to be married a partner a monogamous partnership with somebody and them be the whole package why do you have okay this is like the puritanical wife type of shit here and then i got my girlfriend mm -hmm. here that i can laugh with and we've got the similar interests and i've got this girlfriend here that she knows how to do it to me right sexually what the fuck why is it so hard to have it all in one package that's why we have 50 yeah. percent of divorce rates in this country right now that's why we see all these yeah. people cheating i just don't get it mm. i have had men they comment all the time you're for the streets every time you 
these oh big titty God. posts or whatever. Why am I for the streets? Why am I for the fucking Ew. streets? Because I'm in my sexual pleasure. Because I know what I like. Mm. Also, I'm a faithful, loyal person. Ask any of my former yeah. partners. Like, I don't understand except what you said. Puritanical, Christian, religious bullshit. Yeah. Also, this Madonna whore complex. Although, I'm not a huge fan of yeah. Freud. Because he was always on coke. And he's got some whack-ass theories. But <laughs> his Madonna whore complex theory is something we see all the time. Where it's like, the virgin Literally. is pure. And you marry her. But if she's mm -hmm. had sex and she likes to, you know, pose topless or whatever she's not somebody that's worthy of a relationship of a marriage yeah. of a union and that to me hurts me to my core because i have had that shit said yeah. to me i've i could tell you all yeah. day long the crazy dating stories i've yeah. had i've had men tell me in the middle of having sex with me oh i've always wanted to have sex with a playmate i've always wanted to have sex with a playboy bunny and i'm just like you are disgusting you are vile i am not don't even yeah. get me started on you know native women being sexualized oh god the exactly and then yeah. you add that layer to i'm a playboy bunny then they think that like oh yeah i'm yeah I, and you can hear you know the passion and the anger and the in yeah. my energy because it's so disrespectful and yeah again this goes back to you have to know who you are and be yeah. unwavering in that because it is just, yeah, it's so hard. And, and and honestly, Gabby, for years, I tried to hide, even though you can Google all this yeah. stuff. Um, you know, I took it off of my Instagram. I didn't have it in my bio. But, you know, people find out. But I didn't tell people for years yeah. be when I had yeah. that gap because I was just like, I don't want them to... It's not that I wasn't proud of it, but dating was so hard because it was like... I, I understand, it was, yeah. How do I weed them out? Because a lot of times they just... Yeah. Again, they fetishize you and you're another notch in their bedpost. Yeah. And like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just sad. But it's I'll never hard. stop being me. And I now it's yes. boldly in my bio. Yes. And them titties are still going to be out on the internet. So Literally, this is I know. I feel like part, to me like it comes down well first off it's like thinking that it is a new idea coming from literally Christianity like not even like actual Christianity like Gnostic Christianity or like what Jesus was teaching but like modern right. Christianity like the fucking Pope that like sexuality and spirituality are not connected I feel like in almost every tradition you see this union of sex and spirit like truly like it's it's so it makes so much sense i feel like the like the patriarchy is threatened by a sexually liberated woman and they want to do everything that we can to get us out of our power because a woman who is who's rooted in her sexuality who is rooted in her spirituality who is connected to her truth like that is an unstoppable force like the patriarchy wants us to be disconnected from our sexuality the patriarchy wants us to shut up the patriarchy wants us to be skinny so we take up less space it's like fuck y'all we're gonna do what we want and like you said like 
the fetishization it's 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 difficult and it's hard that like it's you know it's like yeah me showing my titties and me being sexual online does not mean that i want to necessarily have sex doesn't mean that i want to have sex with you like and my if you're a certain person that i like but like just because i am showing this does not mean that you got to tell me that you like are thinking about fucking me in my dms or that like you got to send me a dick pic or that you got to touch like it's just like actually like I'm doing this because like I'm a sexual person and I like being sexy and it makes me feel good and doesn't mean that I'm any less spiritual in fact I would argue that me knowing who I am and you knowing who you are and like owning all parts of yourself is more spiritual than shoving part of your truth into a box and hiding it away in a closet like that is no way to live authentically and in connection to something greater. absolutely and I just want to add that consent is sexy yes literally it's necessary it's sexy don't you want to hear somebody say yes versus like like when you're asking somebody something they have the opportunity to say yes which is so much sexier than starting to do something and hearing somebody say no like it's and if you do like the nose and all that you're a predator and that goes back to like we need to figure out what to do with you guys like because that's some shit that we don't have time to dissect at the moment because it's fucking nuts but yeah anyway so yeah but totally you're absolutely right i got a dick pic yesterday and i was just like wow god wow yeah literally even on like OnlyFans, like when i'm like all i'm very explicit on there but when a guy's sending me a dick pic like i'm like or if you're if he's trying to like kind of like sext me because like for my like page that you pay for I don't require like you can just message me but if you're sexing me or you're sending me a dick tip dick tip dick pic you need to tip yeah. me like you need to compensate me like I'll get dick pics on there just like guys sending me dick pics and I'm like that's really hot but, like uh you know like would love for you to tip me or like would you know next time you send me a, a picture like I ask for a tip just because I'm like there needs to be a fucking energy exchange like the $11 a month does not mean that you can just send me whatever like I still need to be compensated for my energy absolutely and And, you know to add that you know you're talking about OnlyFans and then I'm talking about like Instagram DMs which is like yeah it's like bro I've been I've gotten my I've gotten dick pics on Instagram I got somebody sliding to my DMs of them like fingering themselves and that was just also like so gross like watching somebody penetrate themselves like I didn't yeah it was violating you know like it's it's like quote-unquote microaggressions but it's fucked up like and that's why we have our psychic hygiene that's why we have our spiritual practices so that way we can be like i'm not really like i'm not fucking accepting this i am blocking you blocking as a spiritual practice getting back into my energy and visualizing my fucking orb of protection to reflect out any gross images i have lingering of your disgusting absolutely dick. and i block people in irl too because they're psychic Literally. vampires and that's a real yeah. fucking thing yeah you can always tell yeah. when somebody cannot sustain their own energy so they they pick at those that are oh. in their authenticity in their sovereignty yeah. i am somebody that has known that and felt that my whole life like i just posted a thread before this you know podcast like i am not the emotional whipping post for your insecurities yep i saw that because every time i post there now because i'm getting a bigger following and i'm getting more engagement and it's reminding me oh yeah girl this is why you pull away when you have high engagement on social media because you just get hit over and over and over again i can literally say it's a beautiful sunshining day and i'm skipping to the the beat of my heart 
and people are like, mm-hmm. fuck you, you suck, die. And it's just like, wow, I didn't even say anything that, like, is even somewhat controversial, you know? It's like, yeah. anyway, not that even if it was, it's justified, and that's a whole other conversation, but if it had, if I were in ruling power, and if it were up to me, these would be finable offenses to talk shit to people, because people literally commit suicide over being bullied literally, online, and it's not yeah. just children and teenagers, it's adults, too. So my point is, is that, you know, I digress, get back to my point here. I've seen it not only in online spaces, but in physical spaces um, where people, you know, when you're in your confidence, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who you are. If you bring in that authentic, confident, radiant energy and you're just you're just vibing and you're feeling good and maybe sometimes you're not feeling good and you enter a space and you've got Mm. a very big energy that can be felt um, yeah, people mm-hmm. want to pick at it. They want to, yeah. I don't know. I, I prefer people to be kind, you know. You don't have to me too. insult me or, you know, try to start an argument with me as your intro to my energy is that you want to combat me or argue with me just to get a little sliver of my energy. I see exact, I see right through it is what I'm saying in a yeah. long way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's such a good point. I love what you're saying about, like, people not being able to sustain themselves so I've definitely who are energy vampires I've definitely definitely felt that and I feel like yeah like saying no is also a spell that's like literally like you don't owe anybody anything and um you know I think that when like you are people who are polarizing it's just like to me it rec- it shows somebody's power because like you're not going to be for everybody but you are for the people you're meant to be for and everybody else can just go fuck themselves and yeah I'm sorry you get so much shit on the internet like I've seen it and it's you deserve you deserve better but you also have people who would literally die for you so like never forget that you're you're more powerful than the haters could even they don't even get access to that thank you and I appreciate that reminder and it is something that brings me back you know and it's that's why I have haters because people hate how others support you and love you and Mm -hmm. that's all I've ever really seen and sometimes some of them will spell it out you know they'll actually say the quiet part out loud and they'll say that like you know I see people supporting Brittany Lee that's why you're mad like and and again I know I've I've talked about a lot on this podcast and it is that duality of life that is a duality of a Gemini where Yep. You, we can see things from all levels, you know, but it's it's kind of hard for me not to talk about because I am hit with it all day long. Yeah. And again, it goes to what your point was, too, where it's like when you when they try to put you in that box and you're like, no, and you break out of it. They don't like that. They want you in a box. They yeah. also don't expect um, people to look like me and have wisdom and yeah. intelligence and you know and yeah. even noticing how I'm saying that because I know somebody's going to get triggered by oh she ain't pretty you know or whatever she thinks she's hot mm-hmm. like please I've been a model since I was a teenager like don't tell me literally don't tell me that there ain't something going on with this face game or this body game being a literally, part of playboy you're so hot and I'm just like you yeah. know and with that, again, they don't think that you can be intel- intelligent or spiritual or wise or funny yeah. even. Oof. You have the whole package yeah, and they don't know what to do with it. Love, people love to put women in, in boxes and expect us to be one thing and then get angry at 
angry at us when we're more than absolutely that. and just people in general um my love this has been such a beautiful conversation totally. as we wrap up is there anything that you're working on right now or anything that you're excited about that you want to share well I've always got something going on, it feels like. Yes, you do. Um, well, as always, I can be found on and off at the Mystic Museum in Burbank. That is where my residency yeah. is, although I haven't been up there in a couple of months because the girl's been busy and October is about to hit and I'm booked with a lot of private gigs. Um, yeah, just be on the lookout. If you follow me on Instagram or threads or anywhere, it's Brittany Lee Tarot, and I will always Beautiful. post what I'm up to um what else have I got going on it's been a slow process and people have been hearing me talk about it for years but I am making an oracle deck and so yeah oh my god I can't wait yes and I'm so happy yours is out or coming out and so proud of you because I know the process is tedious and it's not easy and Again, I can be a perfectionist and I'm working on it. But yeah, I always, you know, work in process or progress. Yes, it will or process. Yes. It'll be out at the totally. perfect time. And I'll link to all your socials below. And yeah, it's Brittany Lee is your only handle. Like this woman is never going to slide into nope. your DMs telling you that she senses your spirit and that you, you need a reading. Those are scammers, baby. Don't, don't. Don't no. fall for that. And I'm them. the only verified. I'm finally verified now. So, yes. And I'm like, okay, so if it's not a verified account, then it's not me. And it's Brittany Lee Tarot. I yes. won't misspell tarot. That's a disrespect to tarot. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. So, yeah. I anyway, I appreciate you so much, Gabby. You inspire I me. And I love your books. They're on my shelf. And Aww. they always will be. And you are just Shut a up. bright light on this planet. So, anything I can ever do for you, you just <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you for I being here. I love you here. too. And thanks for having me. Well, witches, I hope you enjoyed this conversation between Brittany Lee and myself. As always, find links to Brittany's social media below. And if you're listening to this before 2024, you can book a year ahead reading with Brittany Lee by emailing her at the link below bookbrittanylee at gmail.com and finding your social below as well. If you want even more magic, you can check out my books at the link below. You can buy my tarot deck, The Goddess of Love Tarot at the link below. You can buy books and tarot wherever you buy your books. I always recommend buying locally if you can. We love an independent bookstore in this house. Um, And if you want some more guidance, I just released all three parts of Perverting the Tarot are now recorded and on my website alongside other classes like self-seduction, solo kink for healing, and self-empowerment. Yeah, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys. As always, thank you so much for supporting the show. I'm working on getting it on Apple. And if you like what I'm putting out, please make sure to rate, to comment. I don't know if you can comment on Spotify, but rate it five stars, share it, do the thing, and I will see you next week.
Love, Lust, and Magic is produced by Zach Toman.